this season on more and more every day. Let's do something together every day to be better oral historians. I don't know about you, but I love a daily task, whether it's a writing prompt to get me focused or a quick icebreaker to start class discussion. I love short, easy challenges. That's why this season's 10-minute or so episodes will feature experts, like-minded colleagues, resources, and things I'm learning along the way. But each episode will also end with a prompt, something you and I can do that day to improve our skills as oral historians. I'm your host, Summer Sherland. Let's do this. Over the course of the second season of More and More Every Day, I have used a lot of terms and words that are familiar to many of us in the field. Some of these words are so commonplace, we take them for granted. Words like narrator, interview, consent, shared authority, recording, archiving, analyzing context. These are familiar words for historians in general and oral historians in particular. When we research, we're faced with a variety of questions. Are we looking for numerical, quantitative, data-driven analyses? Are we more interested in qualitative and narrative themes? Well, if you're interested in oral history, it's likely that you err on the side of qualitative research, which is descriptive and conversational when presented well. With oral history, we're looking to reclaim, tell, or preserve the most descriptive and personal accounts of historical experiences possible. But there's caution to heed here. Here's a list of words or phrases that I've used throughout the last 50 episodes. Your narrator, collecting, archiving, documenting, analyzing, researching. Benign, right? Sure. But I'm also operating from an academic paradigm and in some cases from a position of power and authority. Howard Levin, in his piece called Authentic Doing, referred to the people he and his students interviewed as witnesses instead of narrators or interviewees in an effort to place the power squarely with those who bore witness to some trend or moment in history. See, a narrator can't be yours or mine. Their interview cannot belong to an archive or a library. That's the whole point of shared authority. In 2007, Petra Monroe Hendry cautioned that narrative research reduces stories and storytellers, making them objects in qualitative analysis. Her argument appealed to oral historians, claiming that narrative research on marginalized communities, if not used with a great deal of care and sensitivity, can actually do more harm than good. In some cases, oral histories of historically silenced people might serve to, quote, reify, objectify, essentialize, and or further marginalize individuals and communities. Clearly not what we are aiming to do. Well, what do you think about this? Think of the people you are interviewing and why. What stories are you looking to tell? What histories are you hoping to understand? Moreover, what are the historical conditions surrounding those you hope to interview and how might they view you, people like you, and the systems in which you operate? Today's episode isn't even about overcoming this so you can earn a narrator's trust and thus get their interview. That's not the point today. Instead, I hope we can just scratch the surface of understanding the built-in trust or distrust that may already exist, along with your own potential to do harm, albeit accidentally. Because of today's challenge, I'm going to bombard you with a bunch of articles and books you might consider. I'll give you some summaries of each source, and then I'll send you off to do your own research. Ready? Let's begin. 
First, there's Hendry's piece. I found my way to it from a fascinating 2012 qualitative research article called Storytelling in the Digital Age, Digital Storytelling as an Emerging Narrative Method for Preserving and Promoting Indigenous Oral Wisdom. The article is a collaboration of three authors who right away point out the history of colonization in research, inquiry, and archiving. Their project was an attempt to link the impacts of climate change to, quote, physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional health through narrative discourse. And in doing so, they uncover power dynamics among researchers and indigenous storytellers. Next, I want you to check out Indigenous Oral Histories and Primary Sources by Caroline Molinar. This is a simple reference article that introduces us to the history of oral testimony and storytelling in some Canadian First Nations. In her sections on colonization and reclaiming oral histories, Molinar introduces a few negative impacts Western academic culture has had on Native histories and culture. For a wealth of sources on Indigenous histories, oral testimony, colonization, and power dynamics, I want you to take a look at the blog run by Columbia University's Oral History Master of Arts students and faculty. In 2020, they put together a list of materials that address any number of these things. I like some of the student work, like Caroline Kunfer's post. Kunfer reflects on learning about Inca memory-making and record-keeping after attending a talk by Fernanda Espinosa. In a different post, Francine D. Spang-Willis shares her experiences of learning, hearing, and witnessing a session led by Dr. Cajante Horn Miller of the Mohawk Nation. The blog also features books and projects, exhibits, and articles, all which deal with colonization of research and decolonizing through oral history. Last, I want to direct you to the work of historian William Bauer. Dr. Bauer's book, We Were All Like Migrant Workers Here, is steeped in oral history, having used hours of interviews with the people of the Round Valley Indian tribes of California. I encourage you to look at the book and look into how Bauer views the relationship between narrator and researcher and how he approached the concept of shared authority. So for today's challenge, I encourage you to do a deep dive on this challenging topic. Think about your role as a researcher, even if you didn't claim it yourself, even if you haven't already acknowledged this. This is something you may not even be aware of because of your position of privilege. You know, Linda Tuhiwai Smith says, quote, the word itself, research, is probably one of the dirtiest words in the indigenous world's vocabulary. When mentioned in many indigenous contexts, it stirs up silence, it conjures up bad memories, it raises a smile that is knowing and distrustful, end quote. Why is that? Read her work and determine what role you play. We want to hear from you. Tell us how you did today at SMCC History. Use the hashtag more and more every day on Instagram and Twitter. Our email is historysouthmountain at gmail.com. And I hope you follow us, write a review, or suggest us to a colleague. More and More Every Day is brought to you by the South Phoenix Oral History Project at South Mountain Community College in partnership with the Southwest Oral History Association. Music by Noah Gattel.